Have you seen anything at this point that gives you a high degree of confidence that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was the origin of this virus? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And I think that the World Health Organization should be ashamed of themselves because they're like the public relations agency for China. And this country pays them almost $500 million a year. And China pays them $38 million a year. And uh, whether it's a lot or more, it doesn't matter. It's still, they shouldn't be making excuses when people make horrible mistakes, especially mistakes that are causing hundreds of thousands of people around the world to die. I think the World Health Organization should be ashamed of themselves. Donald Trump continuing to blame others, like the Chinese lab oh, oh, and the World Health good. Organization, good. To, deflect, well played. to deflect from his own problems. Um, I'm glad you're looking into the, the origin of the Wuhan virus, because I'm a little confused by this story. What is, what is the latest? What is happening? Well, first of all, uh, there was a very long New York Times article a couple of days ago about the origin of the virus, and it focused mostly on the the intelligence community and the Trump administration and that very sarcastic comment you made, how the Trump administration really seems motivated to find someone else to blame for the failings, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and that was the tone, of course, since the entirety of the New York Times is uh, a lefty editorial, um, even its news coverage. But having said that, buried, and I'm going to quote Jim Garrity, who wrote a piece for the National Review, buried in the very last paragraph, of that New York Times story, and it was long. I mean, if you got to the the last paragraph, you're hardcore. But anyway, in the very last paragraph, um, they say this. The Global Times, a popular state-run newspaper, published an article on inadequate, chronic inadequate management issues at laboratories, including problems with biological disposal. And uh, and it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You've been talking about China in the lab for an awfully long time, and the Chinese paper itself published an article saying there are chronic inadequate management issues at laboratories. Uh, and uh, Garrity says, well, let's take a look at the article. Uh, the release of the guideline deals with chronic loopholes at laboratories, said the deputy director of the pathogen biology program at Wuhan University in Hubei province, he told the Global Times on Sunday. The mention of biosafety at labs by the ministry has nothing to do with some saying that the coronavirus leaked from the Wuhan labs, he wants you to know. But laboratories in China have paid insufficient attention to biological uh, disposal. Lab trash can contain man-made viruses, bacteria, or microbes with a potentially deadly impact on human beings, animals, and plants. Some researchers discharge laboratory materials into the sewer after experiments without a specific biological disposal mechanism. And these are the same sewers that wet market cooks use to collect gutter oil for their cooking, by the way. Yeah. Gutter oil is not a good name for anything I'm going to eat. Yeah. So the Chinese state-run media is reporting on labs dumping hazardous materials into the sewers and then cooks collecting the cooking oil from those same sewers. No problem wow. there. Wow. The Global article, Global Times article continues. Here's And that was just the, you know, that might be a route for it. Seems a little odd, but listen to this. Medical staff and experts have long been asking for better regulation and supervision of biological research institutes in China, but with mixed results. A top top, uh, academician, he's a magician? No, he's an academic (laughs) at the Chinese Academy of Engineering. He earned about a million and a half dollars by illegally selling off lab animals, according to a report in a different Shanghai-based paper. 
Uh, Li Ning, a leading expert at transgenic technologies, China Agriculture University, was sentenced to 12 years in prison uh, for doing similar things uh, to the tune of, uh, yeah, well, how much is that? It's about $5 million. So Chinese scientists are selling off lab animals for cash. The China, And this was back a few months ago. The China Times, which is a state-run newspaper, said, man, we've got consistent problems with uh, pathogen containment at the labs. But then they threw in, but this has nothing to do with the Wuhan thing. Okay, so why is this such a big story? Again, I haven't been following this angle very closely. I'm looking up at your Good Morning America and Today Show. They both led with Trump's stunning coronavirus claim. That's the clip we just played. Well, I think that's partly because they sensationalize everything. Um, Why is that the lead story today? Uh, I don't know. It could be partly because, then I had to click around there, I found it again. Uh, The intelligence community, the U.S. intelligence community, put out a very, very rare release yesterday outlining its investigation on the origins of the novel coronavirus outbreak. They almost never speak. A quick pause, a word from our sponsor, Simply Safe, then I'll tell you what the intelligence community said. But uh, speaking of safety and, and being smart and that sort of thing, Simply Safe is a home security system. It has everything, all the good stuff of a traditional home security system uh, from some company in your town, but it has none of the negatives. In fact, U.S. News and World Report named Simply Safe best overall home security for 2020. Yes, best overall home security of 2020, not this will do. It's the or best. It's a novel new one that some people have tried. No, it's the best. So simply say, if you order it online, you set it up yourself. Nobody's going to be coming to your house bringing a disease or anything like that. You set it up yourself in under an hour. Your home is protected 24-7 with emergency dispatch for break-ins, fire, and more. It's all about 50 cents a day, so you can't afford it. No month outrageous monthly fees or a, a two-year contract like you also often have. You need to get Simply Safe going. And by the way, free shipping... 60-day risk-free trial. You really can't go wrong on this. Now, you need to know simply is spelled S-I-M-P-L-I, okay? Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong to make sure they know you came from us. That would be very helpful. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So, anyway, the uh, Intelligence Committee almost never makes statements out loud, but they did. Now, first of all, they said the entire intelligence community has been consistently providing critical support to U.S. policymakers, those responding to COVID-19, which originated in China. Quit claiming it didn't, you lying Chinese bastards, they say. You well, lying I'm paraphrasing. Chinese bastards. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> uh, the intelligence community concurs with the wide scientific consensus that the COVID-19 virus was not man-made or genetically modified. It's, it's a good old bat coronavirus. Um, on the other hand... It said, oh, the IC, the intelligence community, will continue to rigorously examine emerging information and intelligence to determine whether the outbreak began through contact with infected animals or if it was the result of an accident at a laboratory in Wuhan. The well, intelligence the- community almost never says, we're looking at this specific thing. Yeah, but I, I'm still confused by this. So what is the trump hating media? Where do they think the coronavirus came from? Just... Somebody ate a bat in a lab. I thought we had decided a couple of weeks ago that that, that no, didn't there's no way that we. I, I don't know. Everybody, no, no, the, the media, the media in general. I okay. just thought thought I had decided it wasn't the the bat market. No. Well, no, they didn't sell bats at that market for the love of God. That's been established. God, CBS, uh, sixty minutes. Their story that they had Sunday night 
had some pictures from one of those markets. It was a lot different than that one we saw where the guy ate the frog. Mm-hmm. That one looked like a Walmart. The thing they had on 60 Minutes was more what I was picturing. That was awful. Just mm. animals in crates in the dirt. Stacked on top of one another. Yeah, dogs, cats, reptiles, all kinds of stuff, and just, like, filthy. It was really quite amazing. Anyway, I, I think why it's the lead story on the Trump-hating networks is because they think he's lying. So they want to amplify his claim that he has seen evidence that it started there. And, and what would the motivation be for the lie? political or blame China, deflect blame from himself. Yeah, that's the narrative. I blame China whether it came out of the bat market or the lab, so I guess that's why it doesn't matter to me. It's it's the way they reacted to it that that is clearly true, and uh, so it doesn't matter to me. Stupid people, or as I refer to them, the stupid community, they need things to be all (laughs) one thing or another. So that's the way the mainstream media behaves. It's either got to be China's fault or Trump's fault. Right. They can't even conceive of the fact that it's China's fault and the administration and the giant federal bureaucracy mishandled a lot of the response. Obviously, both are true. But the headline is that the uh, intelligence community came out and said, we absolutely cannot eliminate the Wuhan lab thing, and we're investigating it as hard as we can. Yeah, so. well, they, China was getting beaten up pretty good when, when everybody was believing it was a bat market. Remember, senators were calling for closing down these markets, and Bill Maher was screaming and yelling about why the world doesn't shut down these markets. So people on, on all sides of the aisle were mad about the markets. Right, uh, the, the 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 wet market. So the lab, I don't like. I said, it doesn't matter to me which it came out of. The China the, then lied about its uh, human to human contact and how many cases they had, and they killed the doctors that reported on it and all that sort of stuff. China is no. asshole. The wet market was the cover story offered by the communist Chinese because that makes it an accident. The lab story, which is increasingly looking like it's got to be the case, is uh, is specific negligence. But it wasn't man-made, so that that no, that, it was not created as a weapon. It was just sloppy science. So anybody pushing that uh, and not man-made doesn't mean it didn't come from a lab. The, right, correct. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, because they study the real thing, right? The naturally occurring thing at the labs because they have some godforsaken, horrendous, heinous animal board illness wipe out half their population every six, seven years because they're living in the, the you know twelfth century at least to some extent in parts of China. So yeah, they're legitimately studying bat coronaviruses because they got so many bat-eating sons of guns running around China. <laughs> Tell you what. Uh, speaking of Trump, some stunning poll results that just came out. Durr. We'll have those next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Sorry, that's, that's a that's a B plus chant to me. That's wh- a solid chant. What did they say? What were they saying? This is the people's house. You cannot let lock us out. See, I blew it. I'm a bad chanter. This is the people's house. You cannot lock us out. That was in Michigan, where uh, there's still a battle going on with the uh, the governor there. The Trump tweeted, "The governor of Michigan should give a little and put out the fire. These are very good people, but they are angry. They want their lives back safely." 
see them, talk to them, make a deal. But uh, I, I think for Governor Whitmer's uh, standpoint, the whole me versus evil Republicans thing is probably good for her, being on the short list of VP candidates and all that sort of stuff. So we'll see how that turns out. Protests yeah, around the country. Be. We'll be talking about that more later. The shocking poll numbers. So Gallup just came out with the new poll numbers. Trump has tied his highest number ever. He's back up six points to 49. Which polls? All of them. Okay. Gallup is the most respected polling organization that exists. Uh, But he's back up to 49, tying his highest ratings ever. And more importantly, he's got the highest percentage of independence he's ever had. Huh. Which is really big for the whole re-election thing. He's at yeah. 47 among independents, the highest number Gallup has ever recorded. Wow. Dee, 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 dee. That's uh, easy re-election territory. Oh, absolutely. Not even close. Uh, now we got uh, a long way to go, and there'll be many ups and downs between here and November. But Amen to that. Yeah, I saw that his uh, coronavirus handling approval number was down 10 points. They're reporting that on Fox News. I can't remember what the poll was, whose poll it was, but... But the uh, uh, general approval rating is is strong. Yeah, one of the reasons I like looking at the general approval rating is it's just kind of, you know, an overall mood. You get into handling the coronavirus, okay, you've got to fashion the question in a certain way, and how you fashion the question makes all the difference in the world. Oh, yeah. The approval is very simple. Do you approve of the job he's doing or not? Well, and specific issues can change radically week to week. I mean, you have a really crappy week in the stock market, suddenly his handling of the economy ain't so great, whoever the president is. Um, and then, you know, two weeks later, people are, are, are more than pleased. Anyway. Hey, hey a quick follow-up on that uh, coronavirus Wuhan lab thing, just because it annoyed me, speaking of the anti-Trump media. Politico uh, is, is writing an article about the intelligence community making that statement that we're looking really hard at the Wuhan lab story. And then they say, but Trump sent conflicting messages about whether Beijing had been forthcoming. They quote the president. So far, I think China has been trying to be, or at least they seem to try to be trying to be somewhat transparent with us. Did I read that right? Or at least they seem to try, be trying to be somewhat transparent with us. But we're going to find out. You'll be learning in the not-too-distant future. It's a terrible thing that happened. Whether they made a mistake or whether it started off as a mistake and they made another one, or did somebody do something on purpose. So that's conflicting message. No, that's diplomacy. As Henry Kissinger said, it's uh, the art of saying nice doggy with a big heavy stick behind your back. Um, so, yeah, I just thought, just the, the media. I, they don't trust the readers, I guess. Or they're afraid they'll be editorializing to say that the president, while continuing to make nice with the gigantic you know, Chinese communist regime and economy, made it clear that they are being investigated, and when we find out what's going, what happened, we are going to tell everybody about it. That's what that statement was, conflicting messages. That was the, listen, I'm sure you're going to do a good job on this project, but if you don't, there will be uh, se- severe consequences. That's not a mixed message. Everybody understands what that message is. You know what's interesting about uh, the the Trump approval ratings is that apparently people aren't blaming him for the economy. The you know people have decided that it's the virus and it's not his fault. Because right. I'm looking at this USA Today USA Today poll, um, things you're worried about, and sixty percent of people are worried about paying bills. I, I don't know how you're not. Uh, good for you if you're not. Uh, at all worrying about paying any bills going forward. 
Um, a half of America is worried about their job security right now. I don't know how you're not, and good for you if you're not. But I, I, it's hard for me to well, think of an industry unless you're, you know, some sort of government. government. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a third of people are worried about paying off a debt, but 60% paying the bills, half worried about their jobs. Those are pretty high numbers to have an approval rating at 49% as president. Yeah. And yeah. 71% are concerned about how the coronavirus will affect their finances. You other 29%, what is your deal? Well, I think you have some people who are, you know, pretty wealthy, or they have one of those jobs that never goes away. Or there's a certain percentage of people that just can't comprehend what's going on. Maybe and so it. they put on a brave face. We've received those emails. From people that point out how their industry is fine and they're doing great and they're, they're full speed ahead. And then, you know, if you've studied economics at all, you could point out to them, yeah, except your customers are six months away from going out of business and their suppliers are currently out of business. And everybody's they, the taxes are going to go through the roof at some point to pay for all this. Right, right, yeah. So, hey, listen, Steve Scalise, the minority whip of the House, uh, made some incredibly strong statements about the FBI in- investigation into uh, General Flynn and uh, and his prosecution and the rest of it. You ought to hear what he said. Stay with us. And Biden finally spoke. Armstrong and Getty. Joe Biden finally went on TV and uh, and denied that he did anything, I think, because he didn't do anything. But uh, we'll play more of that later. We're also going to talk to somebody involved in the uh, protests that are happening around the country to try to open states back up. We'll hear from them. Yep. Give them a voice and uh, see what their, their point is. I think we'll be pretty sympathetic to it. But So Catherine Herridge is doing some great reporting right now for CBS News. That's her new gig. She was with Fox News for years and years. Um, And evidently they're not uh, forcing her to be part of the lamestream media because they she is uh, reporting on newly unearthed documents having to do with the prosecution or persecution of uh, General Flynn. Donald Trump's uh, national security advisor during the transition and briefly during the presidency before he was prosecuted and and, uh, for lying to the FBI. And apparently it seems misled Mike Pence about whether indeed he'd met with the fat Kislyak, the Russian ambassador. Uh, Fat's not his actual name. It's an unkind description. Uh I apologize for it. So it's more of an adjective to describe his shape than a... Yeah, precisely. So, uh, newly unsealed FBI notes show that during an internal discussion, one of the FBI officials uh, in charge of investigating Flynn said, look, um, where is it? Uh, What is our goal? Truth slash admission or to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired? If we can get them to admit to breaking the Logan Act and give facts to the DOJ and have them decide, because if we're seen playing games, the White House will be furious. Protect our institution by not playing games. But it's it's curious. They say, are we trying to get the truth or, or get him to lie so we can prosecute him? Or well, the, or in the next line, or get him fired. What is when, right. when has that ever been a thing? When has the FBI ever in the job of getting someone fired? What the hell is that? 
Exactly. Um, and it, it goes on. There are some other aspects of this that are really troubling, including the fact that um, FBI had codenamed the Flynn investigation Crossfire Razor. And a high-level official recommended closing the investigation, saying there's a lack of derogatory information. This guy hasn't done anything wrong, in other words. And Peter Strzok himself intervened and threw around the initials of uh, various positions and people. It's interesting, they never spell out names, but uh, DD, meaning Deputy Director, and D, meaning Director, etc., etc. Say, no, 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 don't don't close this investigation. Let's keep it open. In fact, uh, let's see if we can, and I'm paraphrasing now what happened, uh, if if Jim Comey can get a couple of agents over to the White House. And, you know, I should ask for this clip. I've seen it around several times recently. But Comey, during his book tour, said, look, in a more organized White House, I couldn't have gotten away with this, but I just sent two agents over to talk to Flynn. I told them, look, no, they just they, they come to talk to you about something, no big deal. And um, And evidently during that, they got him to contradict himself. And not calling the White House counsel and doing it the official way is incredibly irregular. So, By the way, the lesson out of all of this, if the only thing you take out of this, you don't care about politics, you don't care about this, you don't care about Russia, the only thing to never, ever, under any circumstances, talk to the federal government without a lawyer. Right, right. Never, ever. And we've been told this by tax people and all kinds of different people. Because if, if they can come up with a, a, quote, lie, as in you say something you thought was true, but you got the date wrong or the name wrong or whatever, um, that's it. You lied to a federal official and you are in big trouble and then they got you over a barrel. So old insurance policy struck intervened to keep this investigation open, directed the agents apparently to just somehow get them to lie so we can get them fired. And for some to, reason, and nobody's nailed that down yet. Right, right. And then if I can click over to this other screen, uh, the good folks at Reason pointed out that, unfortunately, this sort of thing is not notable because it's so incredibly rare, but because it's common. Scott Shackford said uh, agents regularly attempt to catch suspects in lies to threaten them with prosecution, even when they can't prove the underlying crimes. It's a, it's a way to get um, leverage on you. And in fact, not only did they do that with Flynn, they also said that they would prosecute his son for something or other unless he pled guilty. And that's another incredibly controversial aspect of this, using one family member as leverage against another. Not, you know, you and your wife were doing crimes and, uh, you know, if, if she testifies, we'll let her go or whatever. No, it's uh, we think your, your son is dirty, maybe on taxes. We'll let him go if you admit to violating the Logan Act. That's um, that's another aspect of this that's a joke. That they said, let's see if we can get him to admit to violating the Logan Act, an obscure and ancient law about private citizens conducting foreign policy for which there has never in your... Or, I guess the last prosecution was in the 1830s or something But nobody's something like ever that. been found guilt of it ever, right. ever in no. our nation's history. So it's it's crazy. And the idea that the incoming director of national security during the transition can't chat with the Russian ambassador, that's hilarious. It ignores all precedent. I mean, it's a lie. It's just a lie. And so uh, Steve Scalise was doing an interview. He's the minority whip of the House of Representatives, and he had some pretty damn strong stuff to say about all this. Here's Steve Scalise. Board symptoms. 
as are other people. I started out with a um, this is with just sort of a spike victim. in temperature, or sort of feeling. Why know, are we like listening I, to a COVID victim? <laughs> Steve Scalise uh, did not talk about COVID. The FBI was getting ready to close the case, and then Peter Strzok came in, and we all know his his motivations. He was a strong anti-Trumper. Uh, he he had motivations against Donald Trump, not as a as a cop trying to find out facts. Uh, and he went and pushed to to keep this thing going uh, because it turned out, you know, you saw he uh, Strzok and Page both who were dirty cops from the beginning. That's not the kind of person you want with a badge. Uh, that's that's what the definition of dirty cop is all about. Um, I want I want the attorney general to look into this, and frankly, people ought to go to jail, and he would be at the top of the list. Wow. There you have it. And I tell you what, CBS, to their credit, people is letting go to Catherine Herridge go hard at this. And if you've got Steve Scalise saying people ought to go to jail and CBS News going hard at this story, it is far from over. That's interesting. And, and, and I don't care which way you swing. And, you know, we're, we're limited on time because we have a great guest coming up. But the stuff in reason about how often the leverage that law enforcement, the feds in particular, seek over uh, suspects or subjects of investigation, it's pretty unsavory. Yeah, so the the main point out of this to me, again, is don't ever talk to the FBI or really any anybody from the federal government without a, a lawyer uh, a present if they're questioning you about something. Um, uh, but the, the main point to me is this is standard operating procedure for the FBI. This is not some one-off outlier. This is the way they've always done it for all kinds of different people, and it's a little, it's a, it's well, it's like Joe just said, it's unseemly, it's unsavory, it's scary. This is the way they routinely interview people, hoping they'll get to confess or, or quote, lie, as in say something that, that turns out not to be true. I mean, right. sometimes people lie, and they're covering up crime. Sometimes, though, you just... You say a date wrong or a name wrong, or you thought this fight, you thought this got mailed in, or it didn't, or whatever. That doesn't matter. That's considered lying to the federal government, and it's a crime. Or what is it called specifically? Misleading a federal agent, something like that. Right on a material matter, and and you can be prosecuted. It's a felony, even if the FBI already knows the truth. They aren't misled, and the lie doesn't affect the investigation. And I get why you're not allowed to lie uh, to the FBI. Um, you know, but if you are asked. 37 questions repeatedly over the course of six months. And during that six month, you misremember or, or just misspeak or whatever, and that answer conflicts with the one you gave six months ago. You're trying desperately to remember minor incidents in your life. You've lied. Congratulations. If you don't have a lawyer yet, you better get one because you could be going to federal prison. Unseemly at best. So there are protests all over the country. There are people opening up businesses to say, hey, I know I'm not supposed to open. I'm just going to open. Uh, whether you like it or not, we've got reports uh, from how it's turning out in various areas of this nation. And we're going to talk to somebody involved with that uh, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Boy, now you're on my mind. Tomorrow, at least. 
least 35 states will have relaxed their restrictions, some now allowing movie theaters and restaurants to open with capacity restrictions and retailers with limits on customers. Macy's says it will reopen 68 stores around the country, and NASCAR says it will restart races May 17th, but without fans. So 35 states relaxing restrictions, although that varies a lot from state to state. And the problem I have, so many of these states... Well, they're all, they all vary a lot. You have urban areas and rural areas, and then some states are so diverse, like you, 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 you're, you're really large states, to, to have a state order just seems crazy. I mean, it, well, it makes no sense whatsoever. So some of the hot spots in the country, Michigan, hundreds of protesters descended on Michigan's state capitol yesterday, and the Republican-controlled legislature ramped up its efforts to bring the Democratic Governor Whitmer's emergency powers to an end. And they're talking about suing Governor Whitmer because they believe she's acting outside of uh, constitutional rights there in Michigan. And our gripe has been and continues to be that this is a serious suspension of constitutional rights that was based on the need to flatten the curve. Well, the curve is very, very flat, and now the need to suspend all of our constitutional rights and our businesses and ability to make a living seems to be just to prevent as many cases as possible. Well, I think we're all in favor of that, but should we be crushing the economy and people's health? Not coincidentally, uh, on that basis. Another hot spot is California, where there's a protest planned for today. The group calling itself Reopen California and the Lockdown. The California Highway Patrol in California last week announced no more permits, no more gathering, no more protests. Well, I don't know if you, you studied much about the First Amendment, but being able to protest your government is one of the most sacred rights we have in this country, period. And, uh, and them saying you can't do that is crazy. Well, there's a protest going on today, and people are going to, I guess, drive around the Capitol, although some people are planning to march, and they're going to try to practice social distancing and whatnot. We thought we'd talk to somebody who's going to be involved in that. John Arabit joins us. He's a small business owner, uh, coincidentally a retired California Highway Patrolman, 30 years as a commander, so maybe we'll ask him about that. John, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. What what specifically, what message are you trying to send by protesting today at the state capitol? Well, you know, I found myself in a very interesting position after having served 30 years with the California Highway Patrol. Uh, I'm now a small business owner up here in Placer in Nevada counties, um, and uh, I've been hit very hard uh, by our response to this pandemic along with our 20 employees. Um, Have you been closed down this whole time, as in not getting any revenue? We have been closed down since uh, March 20th and have cut off all uh, account billing and revenue sources. So, yes. So, what's your message to the governor or or county officials or whomever? I mean, if you were to to put it succinctly, uh, what is it? Well, well, my first message is, um, first of all, you know, we believe that coronavirus is a real thing and our hearts go out to you know the, the families who have lost loved ones in the wake of this pandemic you know and I, I also you know after having served in government and been in these circles for many years I also think the government and his team are doing what they believe to be in the best interest of Californians but I emphasize the word believe because believing you're doing the right thing doesn't always mean you are uh, there are three important points that are driving my decision to protest today. First of all, although well-intended, 
I believe the governor is missing the big picture, you know, and it's been said before, you know, the means cannot be worse than the ends or in medical terms, the cure cannot be worse than the disease. Um, the threat of this virus is going to pass very soon, and especially with the warmer weather here, it may have already been substantially diminished. Um, but the impact of our continued lockdown will last for generations. Number two, I'm going to be out there calling Governor Newsom out for his hypocrisy. You know, he said it himself, uh, one size does not fit all. You know, he nor do I want President Trump dictating from Washington, D.C., how California should handle our response to this pandemic. You know, it's a big country, and that authority rightfully lies with our governor, you know, to deal with our specific and unique situation. Sure. But, but you know, but California is also a big state, you know, the third largest in the nation. You know, I believe counties and municipalities should be given uh, strongly suggested guidelines but allowed to loosen or tighten those recommendations based on their actual situation. Okay, we sure. don't want, we don't want to run out of, we don't want to run out of time before yeah. you get to all your points okay. and your third point is. Sure. Um, the third point is look, the main reason I'm going to be out there is uh, I had the privilege of talking to a Holocaust survivor many years ago, and I, I don't bring this discussion up to, to equate her situation with ours or even insinuate that our governor's response to this is anything close to what happened in Germany at that point in history. But nevertheless, I can't help but recall Ava's words, Ava Braun. After emotionally describing the atrocities that she and her family suffered, she, uh, you know, I asked her, I said, what's the lesson that we should take from your experience? And without missing a beat, she said, Never be complacent when government appears to be eroding your personal freedoms. It's That's a very pretty good. Insidious, yeah, it's a very insidious process, and if you're not careful, you know, you could lose your freedom. So insidious is, the, insidious is the perfect word for it, too. Yeah, and, and it's an excellent point because emergency powers is such an old story. Oh, my gosh. This is an emergency. We just need to take these special powers briefly and temporarily. That's always the story. And and listen, the people who do that are good at their jobs. They're good at convincing you it's an emergency and you should be scared, and therefore we have grasped these powers. And listen, maybe you think it's legit. Maybe you think, okay, go ahead and take those powers. But you've got to dig in your heels hard and not get dragged an inch further and keep a firm grip on your freedoms and yank them right back the second it's possible. And, and I think, John, you join us in saying that's what needs to be happening right now. Absolutely. All right. Hey, uh, John Arabit, we thank you for your time and, uh, and your standing up for constitutional rights and the rest of it. Uh, go fight the good fight, huh? Thank you. You he, got it. He's more charitable than I uh, need to be about uh, they're, they're doing what they think is the right thing. That's not necessarily true. Governor Whitmer in Michigan or Governor Newsom in California might be doing what they think will make them more likely be a vice president or presidential candidate someday. That might be driving their decision more than any science whatsoever. Yeah, or, yeah, it's possible. I I feel a little more charitable. I think they're just misguided. I just think they're 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 seduced by the power. They've become fixated on preventing cases to the exclusion of all other concerns, some of which are very important. I will tell you this: the uh, loose blanket uh, umbrella organization, I guess is the term, uh, that's organizing a lot of the stuff around the country, is absolutely painstakingly saying. 
All people are required to maintain CDC guidelines for prevention, follow best practices. Uh, we all know what those are, masks and staying apart. If you're, if you're sick or high risk, please stay home. No violence of any sort. No confrontation. Our message is simple. Be ladies and gentlemen out there. So it's good. It's good, solid stuff. The Michigan legislature voted to give the House Speaker there in Michigan the authority to file a lawsuit against the governor. This is some uh, unprecedented territory that they're getting into there. And it'll be interesting yeah. to see how this works out in the courts or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, not everybody agrees on what the the right thing to do is. I, I just, yeah, misguided. I how do you not how do you not think about these business owners and think, oh my God, we can only make them stay shut if this is just the absolute worst case scenario. We're not in the worst case scenario anymore. We're clearly not. Right. Exactly. How has the primary motivation for all this changed so completely and nobody has specifically addressed that as they continue to suspend sacred rights? And it's part of what he got to at the end. Which is uh, watching, you know, your, things erode little by little. Sh- the government shutting down your business went from unthinkable to completely thinkable to it's happening. And now that it's happened, it's just in the, it's a re- in the realm of possibilities. Right. Uh, it's the Overton window. It's actually it, w- what actually happened to us. We can describe what that is later if you want to. Armstrong and Getty.